G'day friends, it's Stacey Morgan here. If you're a busy businesswoman juggling your own journey of entrepreneurship, and if you're a fan of Regold's Dance Life podcast, then I know you'll love my podcast, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. We release episodes every week on a Wednesday morning. Listen and subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan, and I'm joined today by the wonderful Regold. Good morning, Re. And good afternoon to you, my friend. Nice to be hanging out with you once again. Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dance Life Teacher Conference. It's getting that to be that time of year, Re, where I need to book flights to head over to the Dance Teacher Conference. Of course, a lot of other people don't need to book flights this far out, but I'm starting to think about dates and when I'm going to fly in and how exciting it's going to get. Of course, it's happening next July, July 2024. What's going to be so special and different about this year's conference, Re? Uh, all about looking to the future. All about what possibilities we have in front of us. Not not reviewing the past, but looking at all the opportunities, both in the classroom and the business. It's fresh. I love that. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. And if you'd like to join both Re and I at the 2024 Dance Life Teacher Conference, you can get your tickets right now at regold.com. Re, I've been um, on my side of the world. I've been dealing with the inevitable craziness of putting out next year's schedule, and for me, that's quite early. We do it earlier than all of our competitors here in town, and we do it that way because we want our parents to be able to plan what they're doing next season. We want them to be able to book in other activities and their time off and their daycare days and all of that stuff that goes with it, but also because, you know, cheekily, I want to get my year organised. I want to know what I'm up to and what activities my kids are doing and what days I'm going to have off and all of the things that go along with it. It's a massive process preparing a schedule. I I start my, my work on it in May and I give it to my team in September. We review it in October and it goes out to the parents at the start of November. And so always feels like climbing Mount Everest, just getting the schedule out. But now that it's out, of course, I was feeling last week so proud of it, just so excited. It's done. It's there. It's, you know, everyone's happy um, in terms of the team. The, there's some really great opportunities. Like we've started some new classes this year and given some different age groups some opportunity. And, oh, it's just, I was so thrilled. And then it went out to the community. And now, of course, everybody is like, oh, we need to meet and discuss this. And this is not what I thought it would be. And why is this this? And why has this changed? And she's always danced on a Wednesday. Why is she now dancing on a Thursday? Like it's all begun. And I'm like, but I have to be very careful to protect myself and to protect, you know, um, my heart and my head and my well-being because it's really easy to get wrapped up in the 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 dishwasher like whirling around of of chaos that comes out at this time of in the season and I'm really trying to keep my boundaries really strong and be very 
determined okay. when it comes to, you know, this is 10 o'clock at night is not the time when we're going to discuss the schedule. Please don't message me then. Like, you know, I have meeting times booked in for next week. People can talk to me then. And, but it's just, it's really starting to kind of grind on me. And, and I also like, I'm trying to keep the boundaries strong because I'm responsible for my own boundaries. That's, that's my responsibility. But uh, when you're so emotionally involved and invested, it's really tough. How do you go with boundary setting, Ray? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. The boundary setting is, I am not an expert in practice. I'm an expert in preaching (laughs) (laughs) and I love this discussion and I love that you brought up the word boundaries, but I have to say one thing before we start. For those of you who are listening and saying, how come she's creating a schedule and going through this now? It's because her season starts in January in our midwinter and ours is exactly the opposite. So that's why she's living through something we went through already. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I say. You brought up boundaries. So I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. When it came to this schedule, don't get mad at me for these questions. (laughs) Did you not anticipate that people would look at it because you were so creative, you were so unique, you wanted to do new things (laughs) and not have questions or even I call it concerns because maybe that concern comes from not understanding something rather than not trusting you. Okay, that was the first question. Should I, am I answering it now or are you just going to give it all to me? (laughs) No, I want you to answer that one because this is important. This goes for, if you're listening, this goes for class placement stuff too. So did you not know that you get responses? (laughs) It's so, like, it's so funny to actually think about and articulate in words because yes, of course I If I were an attorney, if I were an attorney, I'd say that's a yes or no answer, (laughs) ma'am. Of course I knew. But what is it about this time of year or this time in the season that you forget? What is that about? Like it's like when you have a child and then they your, your brain just erases all of the, the, the childbirth and all the labor and all the, the hard stuff and you completely forget about it. That's how I feel every season. I, I know this is what happens. I know this is what we go through. This is like my 15th time on, on the roller coaster and yet here I am. Every time going, oh, isn't it interesting? People have issues. Oh, I'm so confused. But no, you're exactly right, Ray. Like, I do. So at the time, what? Okay, so you, if we know this and our listeners know this, then at the time that we're doing it, we do create boundaries because we know we're going to have a response. Yeah. How do we communicate when we send it because we know we're going to have responses? How do we communicate our boundaries? Well, this is the part that that I struggle with because everybody knows that they, if they have an issue, they go to the front desk. If they have concerns about what it looks like, they book a meeting with me. There's a very simple 
process to that that's very run of the mill. But people get all hot and bothered. Yeah, but but when I sent the schedule, I'm digging deep. When I sent <laughs> the schedule, did I within that like make it really uh, an important part that said we have a lot of exciting things happening if you have any questions or concerns here's how to act mm-hmm. yes did it say that and I, yes but i'm not talking about the people that read that and pay attention to that i'm talking about the people who oh, lack their oh. own boundaries and then say oh i know it says contact the office between the hours of four and six on this email address. But I'm talking about the mums that go, oh, but I know where Miss Stacy lives, so I'll just run into her <laughs> walking my dog past her front door so that, <laughs> so that I can bother her okay, about... <laughs> we, you made me laugh because that, that, that very well could be happening in our world. I don't put that by anybody. Do you get the point? Oh, completely, completely. And to tell you the truth, it's 99% of people who have an issue or concern, they'll email the office, they'll book a time, they'll do the right thing. But where I get myself all emotionally worked up is when I get the Facebook message at 10 o'clock at night, when I get the somebody calling me on my private phone and saying, I just need to, you know, bother you about this they stop me in the grocery store can we just have a quick chat about and I'm 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 telling myself I'm responsible for my own boundaries I'm responsible for my own boundaries okay. but that knocks up against my I want to good give good customer service I want to you know please my customers and do the you know do do the best possible thing they want an answer I want to give them the answer so there's this um tug of war that happens in my heart and soul between doing what I know I need to do to protect my own mental and emotional well-being, which is have the boundary, say, no, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jones, I'm getting my bananas right now. I can't possibly talk about little Susie's Tuesday jazz class. And the other side that's like, well, Mrs. Jones is, you know, just trying to get her week, just trying to get her schedules sorted. Yeah, and Mrs. Jones, like instead you write Mrs. Jones, you're looking for bananas, but you pull over to the side, you write Mrs. Jones a really nice response. Mrs. Jones now has a second question. Uh And then you continue on in the store and you never get the bananas because you forgot Mm -hmm. the bananas. Yeah, but you also run into Mrs. Jones six more times before you can get out of there. You know when you see so, people and do that? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. But this is what I'm going to take us back and I'm going to say if a couple things, these are my boundaries. You and I were talking about this before we went live. Um, every once in a while, I put my phone down. I might have a plan to do some business, let's say it's a Sunday. I might have a plan to do some business on that Sunday, but I might not pick up or look at my phone until the time of that scheduled business. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is I created a boundary. Certainly if you choose to email me, feel free. 
but I'm not going to take action on that mm -hmm. at this point. And this is what I'd start to do. You might not be able to do this with some of these people, but if I'm a newer studio owner and I feel like I accidentally gave them information to contact me that I wish I didn't, I do this. I write them back. I go, as much as you think I know everything going on in my, for me, it's my company. I have people who are much better at this than I am. I'd love for you to write, da 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 da. They'll have the information. That's my answer. That's a good answer. That's a good boundary. But I might not do that till the next morning. Yeah. Because I my other boundary for you, if I were helping you with boundaries, would be that at times you're looking and saying, wow, I'm, I'm with my three kids and I see my husband wearing under the same roof at the same time. And no, there won't be a mom who's going to text me today or, or disturb this period of time. Mm -hmm. Because that's my boundary. And here for the listeners and you is you can't feel guilty for doing that. The the electric company is not gonna respond at 7 30 at night when you left a text or a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My lawyer is definitely not calling me back then, or my accountant, and they have a lot bigger billable hours than I do. <laughs> And while we're at it, because we're in children's activities, the place where your kid goes swimming, the teacher isn't going to call you back. Mm -hmm. The karate school isn't going to call you back. So those of us who run dance studios and have somehow allowed, because it might have been more normal a few years ago or wasn't as much as it can be now, allowed ourselves to be more open in avenues to communicate with us, we have to start saying no. Because, listen, boundaries to me means I'm balancing my life. Yeah. I'm making the choice because I can't be a 24-7 at this thing person. Mm. Yeah. So... Creating the boundary is not a guilt thing. Creating the boundary is really a thing that makes you more productive. Ooh. Less stressed. <laughs> and so you get that text from that mom who's disturbed. Stacy, I'll say I'll use you as an example because she knows you. And she texts you at 7:30, and her question seems slightly disrespectful of your knowledge and expertise you go are you putting that down and forgetting about it i'm responsible for my own boundaries that's what i'm telling myself and yes i'm putting the phone down and replying during office hours okay but did it go from your brain or disturbance of the moment that you were living in at that 
time. Whoa, that was a hard way to. <laughs> no, no, it stays in my brain and then I get angrier and angrier and angrier <laughs> as the night goes on and then I go to bed cranky. <laughs> and we're digging deep to get that because I too can be that person and I'm sure there are listeners who can be those people. Yeah. But reality is we have to fight it and believe that we deserve this non-stress when we choose to be in that space. Mm. And a lot of the time I'm really good at that. And I think it's just the the workload at this particular time of the season and that it's not like on a, on a casual Sunday, um, it's very unlikely that I'm going to hear from a parent, but on, you know, last Sunday I heard from five of them. So it's like with every ding of my phone, my blood pressure is going up and the steam starting to come out of my ears. And I do find it hard in, in those moments to, to really, keep that boundary strong and choose me because that's the thing as well Ray. when um one way that I really get around my boundaries and and make my boundaries really clear is that somebody once said to me if I choose the email or, or the dance parent or the whatever the drama that's going on in the studio if I'm choosing that it means I'm saying no to the kids and so in that moment on the Sunday night if I'm saying yes for my t- focus and my attention and my everything to be going yes to the drama, I'm actually at the same time saying no to my family and I'm not okay with that. So I need to be able to say no to the drama and and yes to the family. And that's, that's been really helpful for me in keeping those boundaries strong as well as me telling myself over and over again, I am responsible for my own boundaries. I'm responsible for my own boundaries. Like but that's part of what my- inspired you to start saying that. Was it this incident or no, no, no. Years and years ago when I just had Lucinda, um, I was at a conference and somebody said it from stage and they, they, and like, it wasn't, it wasn't my kids and my family. Like it wasn't that loose of a term. It was like, if you say yes to the drama, you say no to Lucinda. And Lucinda was maybe one at the time. And I was like, <gasps> hit me right through the heart. And I was like, nope, no more. That's it. And since then, Lucinda's 10 now. So <laughs> it's been a process of really working hard to be responsible for my own boundaries and to every time one of these things come up, just like this week, to try and remember that, to try and keep that front of mind, to try and say yes to the things in my life that are more of a priority to me than Mrs. Jones's Tuesday jazz class child. But it's, it's hard. It's hard when we are emotionally invested in our business. It's hard when we want to people please. It's hard when we are trying to do the right thing for everybody in our lives, our customers, our clients, our team, our kids, our family, our community. And I'm sure there's people listening that that find that juggle and that struggle hard too. Oh, I, I do too. And I get the customer service thing and wanting to be, you know, uh, totally helpful in the process of their dance education. Um, 
But again, I'll say that in order to be totally awesome in the process of their dance education, you need to refuel yourself and mm -hmm. create the boundaries and know that I'm going to do a better job explaining to a mom what it is that we did with the schedule that they're concerned about with the fresh head and not being pulled away from something that I really want to be doing with my family. Mm. So you'll actually do a better job by creating that boundary. I guarantee you of that. Yeah. Because we can often respond to somebody with other emotions going on yeah. and look at it the next day and say, wow, I could have said that better. Or I could have, you know, I kind of feel like anybody who's making an inquiry, I'm smiling when I say this about my schedule, I should probably take 24 hours to respond because <laughs> I just worked my you-know-what off on this. Yeah. And it feels kind of critical. Yeah. But know that that's where the emotional, our emotional, I'll call it emotional boundary, needs to be thought about. Because if we are going to make change or we are going to be innovative each year, the more you're like that, the more you need to be able to explain what it is you've done and enthusiastically explain like that mom's questioning the schedule. No matter what you feel, you say, I'm so excited you asked me that question. There's probably other people who are wondering the same thing. We did this because. Do you get that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> We did this because of a hundred thousand yeah. reasons, Mrs. Jones. Like the, the schedule takes five months for a reason. I've thought about <laughs> every single element of this and you're talking to me like I just – threw stuff at a wall and just hoped for the best. Like I just got some post-it notes out one day and went, ah, what do we want to do on a Tuesday? Maybe a jazz class. Like, <laughs> no, I think about it like a lot. That's the part that gets me all riled up because it, even though they probably don't intend to insult me, <laughs> the questions sometimes seem insulting because they're like, oh, this is classes on a Tuesday. Can't it just be on a Wednesday? She's got karate on Tuesday. I'm like, for it to move to Wednesday, I'd have to move 64 other things. But, yeah, I feel like I do a good job of explaining that. And every year, more and more people get it. But also, I forget. <laughs> I forget that they're going to get and have questions. I say this often. Give me an activity one of your kids likes to do that you don't know much about. Oh, basketball. And today's basketball day. I even woke up this morning thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> so when basketball tells you uh, he has to, is it a he? Is it a yes, she? Yes, Patrick loves basketball. He has to have these things and he has to be here at this time and it costs this much. And do you ever wonder to yourself that you could like be one of those moms who ask questions and 
the coach goes, I can't believe she doesn't know this. <laughs> that is me at basketball. Okay, but do you get the point? I called his uniform a costume <laughs> when he started basketball. I said, now, do they wear the costume to rehearsal or just to the game, just to the show? And the coach was like, it's training and it's a uniform. <laughs> so point taken, Re. Yep. Thank you. That's so important. I'd rather they ask me a question than we're too intimidated and therefore I kind of lost the customer or lost the confidence from the customer, you know. Okay, so what else do you feel? Because this is a good topic that dance teachers or studio owners have struggled with when it comes to boundaries. Well, placement and rules around placement, I think, are important because a lot of us have rules in terms of when you move up or when you go up, you you hit a certain skill level, you can master a certain amount of steps or your technique is at a certain standard. And then we get the email from the parent, all of her friends are going up and she's not going up and she's so devastated. Oh, she's distraught. She cried herself to sleep. I can't stand that one when they email you and they say she cried herself to sleep. (sighs) Deep breaths. Um, I think some of us get just like weary. I I hate I hate to repeat myself, but when you were in the decision-making process, maybe with your faculty, and you said, Amanda is staying here and the rest of the group is going up or something like that, that decision was made. Did anybody stop at that moment and go, so what are we telling Amanda's mom? Yeah. Just a question. Did anybody do that? We do now. We didn't in the early days. In the early days, we just hoped for the best. Sent the email and hoped for the best. And then just watched the world explode. <laughs> yeah, which was never which was never fun. But I'm sure there are dance teachers that are listening and dance studio owners that are listening, Reed, that are thinking, hmm, not always. Yeah. So see... That's like something I want to work out with the people we work with when we make those kind of decisions. We got to, did I call her Amanda? Yeah. What was her name? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) If this is what you feel is right for Amanda, then let's do it. But now let us prepare what it is we're going to say to mom and Amanda Mm. about this decision. And not only let's talk about it for a minute, but let's spin it in a positive way. Absolutely. So therefore, now class placement goes up and or whatever is, I say goes up because I'm thinking about old days and we put it on the bulletin board, right? (laughs) Class placement goes up and we're prepared and we've written on the bottom of this form, whatever it is, that we're totally willing to hang out with anybody who has any questions. And those who do, you've got the answers for them. So you're not stressing out. Now, hear me. You could overthink it 
and say, oh, this is going to be brutal or whatever. But you know what? If you say the right things, you'll get past the majority of people without a stress. So what you did, was that really a boundary? I don't know. The boundary part is we're going to discuss this on my t- time and terms. Mm. And my de- and my decision will remain because I think sometimes we get into that meeting and Mrs. Jones is very pushy and then you end up saying, well, I, well, okay, just this once Amanda can move up and then, and then in two years' time you have the same discussion again because all of her friends have excelled and Amanda has to stay okay, behind. Okay, I, I got around. a couple answers for the giving in part. Two two different answers. I'm not giving in. I wouldn't even use that word. I, I'm I'm going to stick to my guns and we're going to discuss this again in two months. That's one thing I can do. The other thing I can do is say, I really believe where I have Amanda is the best place for her physically, mentally, confidence-wise, etc. But if you're willing for her to take a second class, I'll let her do that for a couple months, but she has to do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I look at it as I'm coming up with a couple solutions for the person who could be adamant about their beliefs being different than <laughs> me, the owner, and all the faculty and staff combined. Yeah. That was that sarcastic or what was that? <laughs> yeah. And I I guess the whole the whole discussion Ray, has been about, you know, trust. I get upset when I feel like they don't trust me and my faculty. And that's the hardest the hardest time to hold that boundary and not get emotional because I'm like you should just like this is what we do. Just trust that we're what, doing the right thing. What's funny, I want to say this to you because it came right to my mind when you said it. Nobody trusts anyone (laughs) in the world right now. Think about that. People don't trust businesses, don't trust governments, don't trust. Mm. It's a culture. Whereas like in the 60s, we kind of trusted those who were in, I'll say, leadership positions. That could be a school teacher. Mm. We're in a no trust, everyone's full of it society right now. So I think a person who's in our place or other places similar, the difference between our success right now and not success is us believing in what we do, no matter what someone else has to say. Nailed it. Oh, we got there. (laughs) I love that. Yes. It's, um, it's, it's confidence. It's confidence. (laughs) Yeah. I I always pull it back to that. 
And it's not confidence 24-7. It's confidence in your philosophy for why you do what you do. It's life isn't about 24-7 confidence. It's, it's like I've been at this a long time. I made these decisions because they're the right decisions for the child. So I want to go back to one thing, and you tell me if we're running out of time. When we make that decision with our group of teachers, let us always be sure that the decision is being made with what's right for the kid rather than our ego when we're trying to take a less talented child out of our choreography. Oh, yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you can't explain it. That's when you got to worry about the phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw you do the wind-up thing. You know, you <laughs> did it a couple times for our <laughs> listeners, and I... I thought she was saying talk more. And what she was saying was it's time to wind up. So talk we have good more. communication. How does it here talk more? <laughs> Thank you all for being with us. Create your boundaries and enjoy this journey. Talk more. I thought you were going, give me more. Give, give me more. more. <laughs> I love it. Right. That was a good one. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 